This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours, and uh, I, I discovered during that quiet time, we always have what we call the Kona Silence, which mm-hmm. we didn't originate that. That was with Get Smart way back in the day. Yeah, I still but, don't know what the Kona Silence is here, no, but anyway. But I've discovered I'm the world's worst uh, lip reader. <laughs> <laughs> I could be I, I, the world's worst lip speaker. Oh, it though. could be, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's haunted me oh. a lot of my life, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, when I was married, my wife used to say something to me and i just kind of shake my head and say yeah, okay whatever and that's probably why it's used to that be explains quite a bit actually <laughs> yeah but uh, we're going to continue to talk about the topic of restoration yeah. and with the after hours show it, it's uh it's pretty much like an open forum mm-hmm. a lot where we just sit around and do what we do after the show and we talk about the topic some more you know and things in our life and i guess one of the things that we didn't really get to cover as much in the show that i'd like to ask you guys about is you know, what's some other things that c- can be restored or what's some restorations that have happened for you in your life? Mm. Uh, well, right off the top of my head, when you when I used to think about restoration, a when I was a preacher um, back when I didn't know very much, uh, <laughs> you know, restoration was something that was going to happen in heaven um, far off in the distance, you know, something like that. I didn't, or restoration was what happened when somebody had uh, been backslidden and they'd fallen away from the church and then they were coming back. And then when they came down front, we had a restoration. (laughs) We restored them to the right fellowship of Christendom. And now it's just, I'm I'm just teasing because that's the way everybody used to say it um, where I was at. But but that's if you talked about restoration it was oh well brother so-and-so got restored the other day well okay what do you get restored from um and and i get it i understand he's coming back to church all right that's awesome love that that's a good thing for him um but the restoration that needed to happen in his heart might have been a, a very distant from that he came back to church and hopefully now he can get some more restoration and so one of the things that that I've gotten restoration from was, you know, when I stepped away from the ministry several years ago, um, I pretty much told God I would never do ministry again. And, um, and you know, I'm sure he said, okay, um, whatever. Yeah, that's your plan. <laughs> yeah. And, and then several years down the road, um, after a lot of my heart was restored, and um, a lot of other things were were fixed. Um, God prompted me to you know start doing ministry again, and and that's you know kind of how we're here yeah, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, Jim. What about you? What's some some restoration for your life that? Uh... Well, the what immediately came to mind. Hopefully, this is God. But this was while I was in divinity school, and I. I won't say I was a new Christian, but I was newly pursuing God after really 
being a carnal Christian all of my life. <clears throat> and uh, I was about halfway through, and I was so deeply involved in a relationship I should not have been that uh, I took a semester off. And when I, and this is restoration on two levels. Long story short, when I wanted to come back, it wasn't an automatic. I had to be grilled by three staff members, one of whom didn't want me back, one of whom did, and one who was brand new that didn't know me from Adam. So I said, okay, God, that's fair. And ultimately, I was restored. But driving home one day, the the person that, and I love her to death, she's a great person, but she uh, didn't like me because I played the conservative card a lot, and she was kind of the female side of baptistry there. But in any case, the bottom line there was she had said something that just cut me to the heart and said, we don't want you to embarrass the cause of Christ. Wow. And I was driving home, and I said, God, if I'm going to do that, take me out right now. I, I don't want to live. And I went. That they did let me back in. Maybe a month later, I was driving on the same road, same place, and I thought about that. And I clearly heard from God that, Jim, you embarrass me every day, but I love you. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I, I don't think he, I'm embarrassing him. But he said that because he knew exactly what to say to capture my heart, to restore my heart in that time when I was really feeling like, you know, I'm too broken to do this. We all are. Yeah. Guys, what about you? Well, like we were talking before, we, you know, different various areas, so I'll, I'll go into the work life then. Um, <clears throat> started off my career and was very good at what I did. Thought I wanted to go, you know, be like Mr. Technical. And then as I learned other techniques, work with people, we were doing a lot. We brought in Singajitsu, which is a, the, they were the, the men when it came to lean manufacturing company. They were former Toyota execs doing They're not the stuff. UFC fighting stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, well, you would, you would think so sometimes because they yelled at you pretty hard because <laughs> nobody ever wanted to do what they told you to do because you thought you knew better, right? You learned, I learned all this lean manufacturing. So I'm like, man, I love this stuff. Oh, now I want to go in a different direction. So every time I keep thinking, oh, I know what I want to do. And then I did that for a long time in my career. And I learned new stuff from other people. It's called Toyota Kata. And there, it's, it's a, it, what, it, what we're doing is all this time. And it's like one thing on top of another, learning the whole time through this journey and each time i'm thinking okay this is the direction i want to go in my life and this is what i want to do in my career and it takes certain things disruptions that have happened and i think oh man no i'm really horrible at this there are things that would happen in those experiences that would just take me down and it's like oh man i'm just a big failure here and i just you know you keep punishing yourself and then through another you know, failure and then working through it, there, there became that healing and finally being restored in 
to, okay, I got a new focus. I know where I'm going again. And it's like, it, it happens without you like planning it. It happens without you knowing all the little steps are happening because you still think you're in the old one possibly when you're new one because I'm not going to try to pose here. And this whole message, uh, Darren, you, I'm glad you keep explaining it every week because I need to, need to keep that in my mind because these steps and what's going on, I'm like, man, how can I truly reflect and understand where I've been and how this has been in my life? Because it's like trying to draw things out of me, which has been great. I love, love it because it's like getting fathered, you know, and it's wonderful. And so I'm trying to relive all these things in my life. And, okay, I'm starting to connect more dots. I haven't connected a lot of them, but in that, in that work life, there's that constant message and pounding that you're not adequate, you're not good enough because there's something that's going to go wrong at work. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody that's going to be against you and somebody's going to be trying to take you down because they've got to prop themselves up by taking you down. And being in this message, as we were saying earlier, Andy, it's, it's helpful. And to be able to go through that and be restored and say, I'm just fine because now I am much less subject to being taken down and being hurt by others because i'm like yeah it just doesn't matter it rolls off it, i'm going in a direction and i'm happy with it and if it changes i'm happy with it and i'm I'm just comfortable in that skin now i've had a, a couple times work-wise as you mentioned that that uh, i was thinking back there's a, a season that i own my own company i was a part owner of a company and and you'd think that you know that would bring a lot of freedom yeah right <laughs> yeah in in my case, it really didn't. It brought a lot of uh, lack of joy, you know. And and when I was able to move into a place where I actually worked for somebody again, I left my own company and went to work for somebody else. I got back to remembering why I loved building houses. Mm. You know, the excitement of somebody when they get their first home, or maybe it's their last home that you know they're planning on on dying there. You know, just mm. you're you're part of a significant part of their life with them. You know, just the joy that comes from sharing that, mm-hmm. sharing a part of their story and hopefully being a positive part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, God's restored that for me a couple times in my career, and it's been, wow, thank you. You know, just when I think maybe I need to find something else to go do, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I move into a different industry. For whatever reason, he brings me back and says, no, 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 your heart is alive here because you get to share in these people's stories. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just so grateful that he's done that career-wise. There's been some other stuff for me, which we'll talk about a little bit later if we get to it. But Andy, what about you? So probably with me, it was just a uh, restoration of adventure and also more of a trust in him. Um, so, you know, when my I was separated from my wife, there was, that was when I went in this discovery process. And for the first couple of years, it was just learning. But there came a point in time where I was disgruntled. I wanted to do something different, both in career. and But I also felt like God, the dreams that he put in my heart to share what I'd learned through this. I wanted to do that, and I didn't really know how, but I knew that it impacted me. So about the same time, it's cool what he did. I took this job with a company that I actually had to get out in front of people, and I'm not a talkative person or whatever, but I had to get out in front, sell a product. So that really stretched me, and that was a sense of adventure. Well, I got that desire from that enticement from the adventure uh, talked about, you know, in in, uh, Wild at Heart. So that spurred me on there but it 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 dovetailed so nicely in the fact of you guys about the same time invited me to join you on the radio show and boot camps and and it really i mean that that got me out there again to talk in front of people and it was 
it was a growing, it was really a stretching time, but really I became, I came alive again. I mean, and all this stuff with you guys around me and hearing your stories, I had stuff to pull from to, to, and when I felt like I was being overwhelmed, I heard your testimonies of how God had came through for you and the first time you spoke at a boot camp or whatever it was. So that whole sense of adventure and that restoration to me, it, it took me back a lot to my childhood to where you feel like anything was impossible that you could overcome, that you could do whatever, you know, that was put in your heart to do. You said something that hooked me there that I want to ask a question. You said basically that you were really being stretched, but that's when you came alive. Do we ever come alive when we're not being stretched? I think we're we're just it's it puts us to sleep. It puts us uh there's death in repetitiveness or or the same old comfort level. I mean, I think comfort is where I was at for so many years and comfort is great and that's what I thought my heart wanted because it was nice and easy and protected, but I was dying inside. Well, we put ourselves in this cocoon. We spin this cocoon around us to keep us comfortable, but it chokes out the light, it chokes out the life, it chokes out everything else. Along with it, you know, yeah, it keeps out the bad a lot of times, but it also chokes out all the good. Yeah, and then where I'm at now is moving beyond improving processes. What it's all about now is coaching and leading others to be great leaders. So it's like you said, Jim, what you find is instead of trying to, okay, we got to improve this process, my whole focus is on trying to improve that person on improving the process or improving that person to improve other people so if i'm if it's a leader of leaders now i gotta go in and understand how they're thinking and things of that nature and what really came alive here and during this uh last you know seven years of adventure has been when you focus on that person what really helps me out is okay if you're you've got that target and right in the middle and the center is that green area that green area is that area where it's like oh that's easy to do it's not a stretch it's not a challenge people get bored and when they get bored what happens they get into other things, right? That's when you lose control of your life and do those other, you know, drugs and whatever else happens to take control. If you get stretched out too far and it's too hard and too harsh, a lot of those things in life come in that like that. At work, it be- just becomes different types of scenarios. But then you're trying to find that sweet spot in between where it's, I'm stretching you far enough that you're not bored, but not overstretching you, that you're going to go critical crazy. And But what it's all about is, you constantly push towards pushing them too far just to find out how far, okay, I went too far, back off a little bit. That's a sweet spot to be in because people love that. They, they grow in that and they move so much. And you're just to watch people grow in that, I never thought when I started my career I'd even care about stuff like this. And I just love doing it now. It's so much fun. Yeah, I thought you were going to say you didn't want to stretch them too far that they snapped. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, it. That, that's yep. the analogy you'd go with. Andy, we have a clip we had for this this actual segment. You want to go ahead and set up the clip? Sure. So this is uh, from the shack. Uh, Mac is a um, he's a father who's lost his daughter, and he goes to a shack to kind of he's lured, enticed into that from God, um, but it's because he's really hung up and not able to really forgive who had uh, harmed his daughter in that shack, actually killed her. But this really, this part of the story, though, is more about what he went through as a kid and his dad was overbearing and uh, there's flashbacks to where he was a kid and how his dad had beat him up and stuff. And this is a reconciliation in heaven between he and his dad. 
about our work i think god cares about all these other things that we care about and he knows how important it is to our hearts mm-hmm. but you know we're we're born out of relationship right right and so to me it seems like god has a special um desire to restore relationship you know well, it's that i mean biblically he says that yeah you know in the end times uh, he'll restore the hearts of fathers to their sons and sons to their fathers and different things like that it's it's an extremely biblical idea um and that is out of all of the restoration that i experience the most rewarding are those that are involving relationships Mm -hmm. um and so you know you and i have had issues Mm -hmm. with each other and 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 trusting one another at times and and the restoration of that relationship um is one of the single greatest gifts that i've received Mm -hmm. and and so you know that I'm, i'm i'm thrilled that you picked up on that um i don't think i was smart enough to but i'm glad you brought it up but yeah, I mean, I, I think it is about it's it ultimately is about restoring the relationship of God absolutely with us and that he knows. But to your point, there are other things that are also important. He's not just worried about my relationship with him. He actually cares about my relationship with you and Jim and Andy and my wife and my kids and my employees or, or whatever. I think that that's exactly right. I think that sometimes those other relationships, if they're not dealt with, and God knows if we don't deal with them, it will impact our relationship with him, right? Because ultimately, you know, when you and I have been working through things and Mm -hmm. we're getting to a better place, at some level it's about, God, am I trusting what you're telling me to go there? Mm -hmm. You know, right? Do I trust my heart with you, God? Yeah. Um enough to risk it with that person exactly um do i trust you 
to be there in that relationship or do I just focus on that other person's behavior that hurts me? Mm-hmm. And I think it is about relational restoration. For me, one of the greatest uh, gifts, I was thinking this week, and Jim, I'll jump to you in here in a second, a couple of the greatest gifts I've been given in restoration has to do with, as I talked about last week on the, on the uh, normal podcast, a normal radio show, was healing with my parents. You know, but there, I didn't realize how many layers of hurt and expectation and all these other things that got in the way of how I saw them. You know, and has God's peeled things back and he's healed some things in me and he's helped me see them differently. You know, when I think of my parents now, it's just a joyful remembrance. Yeah, those other things still happened. You know, those still happened, but they don't really matter anymore because the relationship was restored. You know, we talked in the earlier show about, you know, people that's helped you along the way, and you guys have all helped me. But there was a counselor, uh, Darren and I both know, and, and you know him, Jim, uh, Kim Whitehurst. One of the best things they ever told me was, we all have two fathers. And I'm thinking, okay, earthly father, heavenly father. They said, no, that's not what I mean. That's true. What I mean is, in your earthly father, you have two fathers. You have the one that you thought you should have had and the one that you had. And once I could reconcile with that, I could step in and see my dad as a broken man that was dealing with things the best that he could, which led to healing, which led to restoration, which led to joy. You know, and it was all about healing that, that relationship, and, and it affects how I deal with my kids. You know, because I want to be very intentional now in different ways than I ever was before. Well, as I start falling apart, I, I lose something. So what I was going to comment on, <laughs> on Darren went away. But talking about relationships, you know, if we're not helping with relationships, whether it's ours or intervening for others, we're not helping. Because the only thing we're going to take out of this life is our relationships with God and with others. And those will be forever. And one of the things that I, many of us were hurting while you two guys were at odds. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't do anything to change that because God had to get hold of your hearts. And I, I wonder if now that relationship isn't much stronger for going through that time of animosity. I think what it definitely has is a much better foundation than what it ever had before. I mean, we had a, we had a great friendship, and we have a great friendship, but I think we're learning to be friends in a much better, healthier way yeah. than we had been before, yeah. you know? And uh, you know, I think we're also both in a lot of different places. Yeah, in different weight class. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pals brought a couple friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think a better foundation is the perfect way to put that. Um, you know, I think before um, we were putting the ministry ahead of friendship, ahead of community, and. Um, and we had some pretty rough um, things to go through because of that. And this, you know, restoration has brought that into focus for all of us, you know, that that we were almost worshiping each other or worshiping, you know, the ministry instead of and please don't lose your mind. We're we're not talking about instead of God, but um, but that we had kind of made, you know, the ministry the primary thing. 
happens and all the time though these days too it, it, it does and and churches fall because of it right. and ministries fall because of it and and um because of you know uh our stupidity we we hurt each other um we hurt people that you know loved us and uh wanted to be in relationship with us through boot camps and different things and and uh you know yeah that's and and jim said it well you know when when we were not doing well with each other it hurt a lot of other people Mm -hmm. and uh i think it hurt god's heart you know even more and so but now you know god is by far number one not that he ever wasn't before but i think there's a lot of times we didn't act like he was and uh um ministry is uh a byproduct of community Mm -hmm. so yeah without community it just doesn't it would be hollow yes and you said it in that that the important thing was the relationships And the most important one is the vertical one. And we all are guilty of setting up idols every day, something we'll put before our relationship with God, before our relationship with others. And God is in the business of dismantling (laughs) those idols and in the process, us, to put us back together and make us better than we were. Yeah, I'd love to skip that whole dismantling stage. <laughs> if we could just go, I'd even be okay with disruption right to healing and, and you know. Do you ever feel like you're Humpty Dumpty? Uh, yeah, I've been put back together so many times. <laughs> I think it's numbered, you know, all the pieces that go back together. You're but, like an old log cabin at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's like the same puzzle you put together every week. You know how it goes together. And God's continuing to restore, and I think that's the whole point, is, is he continues to go through that we have to be willing to go there with him. We have to be willing to trust his heart is better for us than our own heart is for us, you know, believe it or not. Not only that, but his uh, – that what he says about us is true. Yeah, um, Truer than what we believe about ourselves or what others have told us about ourselves. And so, you know, while you're, while you're closest friend and you are not getting along – Uh, or your wife and you are not getting along, it's pretty easy for Satan to get in there and say, see, I told you that was true about you. We've got to keep listening to God. And you do, and that's where you need to go this week, and that's where we need to go this week and say, God, where are you currently working on restoring our heart? Where are some ways that I'm getting in the way? Help me to get out of the way that you can love me through this and we can get to that place on the other side that I can be released to go love on others the way that you call me to be loved. To love on others and go to masculinejourney.org and register for the boot camp because we'd love to see you coming up april 2nd through 5th come see us spend some time with us and let's have some fun together <laughs>